0: start with a recap of eight traditional sales challenges that we've uncovered over the past 25 years that we've come across over and over again when working with clients and customers and with sales teams and sales organizations. Now, this is just, I would say, it scratches the surface. There are more reasons as to why sales can be challenging and why sales is not hitting their quota. But these eight typical challenges in traditional sales strategies and approaches is really the highlights that we have found. So let's go through it. Number one is stalled deals. And most of the time, sales organizations and salespeople don't know why a deal is stalled. They just simply know, oh, something is not moving on. Something is not moving forward. Why is that? And of course, we can go in and try to handle objections and try to move the deal forward by following up getting in touch but sometimes it's just not clear to the salesperson as to why a deal is stalled number two unqualified leads and that leads into number three leads with a low buy intent for many years and decades we have been taught that lead generation is like the holy grail that's how you make money that's how you can convert people who are interested in your product, in your services, in your widget, whatever it is. Over the past years, especially the past two or three years, it's become clear that buyers buy differently than they had bought 20, 30 years ago. And buyers with a high buy intent are so much more worth in terms of the quality for sales and marketing than prospects who have a low buy intent. Now, what is a buy intent? I sit down, I know what I want to buy, I know what the solution can do, I know the different vendors, and now I approach them proactively to learn more about them, maybe get on a test trial or a test phase, and then and make a decision afterwards. That's a very high buy intent. Regularly, when you go out and generate leads, you really don't know where they are in their buy cycle, you really don't know if they do have a need, if they do have the budget, if the timing is right. So you end up with a lot of leads that have a low buy intent, it Was the threshold of purchasing is really high. And so we want to avoid low buy intent leads at all costs because The sales organization will waste a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of money and resources on these low buy intent leads without having anything to show at the end. So we rather talk to fewer leads, fewer prospects, fewer buyers, but we know that they have a high buy intent and we can convert more of those leads. Number four, objections. We all have to handle objections. The the great thing is that with the probing sales framework, we are now in a position that we can prevent objections. And I've heard in my career that people think objection handling and objection prevention is the same thing and you you can't really prevent objections. Well, we found that you can. We've developed the framework, we know that you can prevent objections before they even come up. And not with a kind of neurolinguistic or NLP reverse psychology approach. No, 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 no. We can prevent objections very easily by the way we design our conversation flow, the framework, but also the way how we design the questions that we ask Number five, we have unknown stakeholders that could sabotage our deals at any given time. That's the hidden veto stakeholders that I have been talking about uh, a lot of times. And there's also a video out there that goes a little bit more into details about how to uncover hidden veto stakeholders. Stakeholders in the buyer's organization, in the company, in the team that could pull out a veto card at any given point in time. And depending on who we talk to, that can be the CFO, it can be HR, it can be the the team itself, it can be the users that need to use and administrate the new solution, it can be the CEO, it can be the board of directors. We've had all of these different stakeholders over the course of the last 25 years. And so that's one of the main reasons why traditional sales has these challenges, because they can't really untangle all the stakeholders that have a say in the final decision. and But that's the main thing that we need to find out, and that's how the whole probing sales framework is built and designed to guide your buyers through their own process, through their own stakeholders, and help them to identify and deal and handle all of these Different motivations and different internal politics. Number six, the sales cycles are too long. That's a very common challenge for any sales organization, but it's really easy to tackle once you shift your mindset from calling it sales cycle to calling it buy cycle because that's what it's all about. The buy cycle is always more important than the sales cycle. Why is that? Well, the sales cycle is seller centric. We are projecting how we would like to sell onto our KPIs which doesn't really matter because what is important is how buyers buy today. That's the only thing that we care about how can we help the buyers buy from us. Once we shift our focus from our sales cycle to the buy cycle, to how buyers need to buy, want to buy, have to buy, and help them and guide them through their own process, we can accelerate that buy cycle tremendously, absolutely tremendously. We've had customers and clients who had a sales cycle of three months, and they reduced it to four to five weeks. So, it is possible... Once you change the mindset, once you understand that it's about the buyer, it's about the buy side, that's what it's important. It's not so much important what you pitch, what you need to do, all the check boxes that needs to be ticked. It really doesn't matter for the buyer as long as they can go through their purchasing process, through their decision-making process. That's where we can eliminate the time factor out of our equation. Number seven, unpredictable revenue. When we are faced with all of these challenges that we are going through right now, revenue is not really predictable. It's more kind of a hit and miss, trial and error, wishful thinking kind of approach. Yes, of course, it does work. And yes, of course, sales organizations have generated revenue and bottom line results over the past decades. But here's the thing, if there was a way to have a more predictable revenue stream to decrease the sales cycle slash buy cycle to get more revenue in by speaking to fewer but more qualified leads, wouldn't you do it? Of course you would. At least you would have a look. And that's what this training program is all about. And number eight, that's a very important point as well, is the high fluctuation of sales teams, of sales people coming in and out of sales organization or of a business so why is that a challenge first of all it costs a lot of money number two the onboarding takes a lot of time the training takes a lot of time and Forbes a couple of years ago discovered that more than half of the sales training is gone and forgotten after 90 days now that's devastating that's one of the reasons why Sales organizations and sales leaders need to implement sales training and sales education on an ongoing basis. But a high fluctuation of sales team also has an effect on the buyer, on the relationship that key account managers build with their buyers. Once there is a high fluctuation, there is little or less consistency in the relationship and it also reflects on the trust in the trustworthiness of how potential buyers perceive the vendor so these are the eight challenges typical challenges that we found in traditional sales organizations with a traditional sales approach thank you for listening to the sales nation podcast for free resources and materials head over to honeycombagency.co.uk If you loved this episode, head over to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.